Uh, that is now my new password for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Titlurker78. <laughs> <laughs> back on the air you motherfuckers my name is still darian i haven't changed it although many of you have speculated that i have jason harrell is in the house hi everyone he's back the tit lurker supreme has returned that is me and the grand reopening of buddy hey i got the whole (laughs) content posse in the house yeah i'm back what's up buddy we missed you oh man just i'm I'm glad to be back what are you doing what are you doing that you can't make it in on tuesday working too much that's what it is (laughs) sell out how dare you how dare you you're supposed to be losers like the rest of us (laughs) right yes i want to be one (laughs) underachievers yeah dude life is so much easier when you don't care about your job i've been trying to get fired for the last eight years oh yeah they won't do it i've done some dastardly things while on the clock let me tell you and they refuse to fire me Hmm. once you reach that level of not giving a shit everything just becomes copacetic okay that's what you do when you start a podcast and start making movies and start showing up on other people's podcasts start showing up on other people's podcasts Mm -hmm. and just not giving a crap about life in general and (laughs) You know, that's that's pretty much when you give up on yourself <laughs> oh, yeah? and everything else. <laughs> right on, man. It's good to have you back. Did yeah, we miss anything with you? Um, no, my mom's out of the hospital and all that stuff, so... Okay, so... Yeah, she's doing, she's doing good. She's got her prosthetic leg, and she refuses to wear it because okay. she says, you know, hey, uh, my therapist hasn't come out here, the physical therapist, right. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, you can just walk around your apartment with it. Yeah. It's like, if you're not going to use it, I'm just going to put it on a shelf somewhere, and I'll buy a shampoo blade. You know? Sure. <laughs> I get that, man. Mm-hmm. So, how much of the leg did she lose? Just below the knee. Okay, good. So she still does. She have the knee joint to yes. where she can like yeah. articulate. The, okay, mm-hmm. so that's not bad. So it's really just a foot and an ankle, right? That she's yeah, and well, and her calf and like a good that's, part of the calf. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's like maybe three inches below the knee. Okay, I get that. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah. You know, if, if she was like a shark attack victim, then they'll just go right up to the hip. Yeah. You know, and then you get the whole robo leg thing. Right? I saw a, Well, eventually she'll have like a permanent one. This is like a trial prosthetic because you have to go through like three oh. of them because uh, you got to get the stump shrinker first. There's a stump shrinker. Yeah, it's basically what it looks like a nylon compression sock is basically what that is. And it shrinks your stump? It, yeah. It's like oh, one of those helmets shit. they shape kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after like a few prosthetics and she gets a real one. Okay. Yeah. Does she is her stump enlarged? 
Yes. I'm wildly like fascinated by your mom's stump all of a sudden. I don't mean to be weird about Most it. Most stumps. I mean, you know how I am with stumps. So we need, yeah. to, we need to shrink the stump down. And yeah. Because, yeah, basically it's just how it heals. So okay. first it's like this loose glob of you oh know stuff. God. And then it shrinks it so that way it'll fit better in the... You know, okay. In the prosthetic leg. Okay. Yeah. So it has to. They have to form it, and in order to form it, you got to wear a stump shrinker, and you go through two or three prosthetics depending on how fast and you know good it heals. Okay. Um, and then once it's done, then you get a real one, What's and then it? you get to choose like whatever you want. Oh, you get to choose one. Yeah. So you could get one with like Harley crap on it. I was going to say, yeah. yeah or yeah. like if I wanted like an African American yeah. like prosthetic, that would yeah. be fun. <laughs> Wildly <laughs> confusing to my wife, but yeah. she might be into it. Terminator leg. Terminator leg. There you That's go. That'd be one. pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I get where she's coming from, though. If she's got to go through three of these fucking things, fuck off with the first one. Yeah. Why wear that? But still, you got to get the, you got to get the used to the balance and all that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's why she needs to walk around. All right. Yeah. Otherwise, she's just going to have a wheelchair and it's not going to do any good. (laughs) Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what's up with you, big guy? Well, I do have to ask because of your deep interest in stumps. Stump. Of course. Have you ever seen a little porno called Long Jean Silver? Or that may have been just her name. No, but I've seen Long Dong Silver. No, this was a, a a chick, and she had like. It looked like a natural peg leg. Okay. And the things she did with that natural peg leg were just unnatural. Long jean. I'm going to write that down. I know you will. Long jean silk. <laughs> now, now, it's funny you bring that up. because I'm as, sure it is. As Buddy was talking about, like, his mom's stump, I was thinking about a, um, I think it was like two years ago, in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, there was like a championship surfer who lost an entire leg and she had a prosthetic leg. Uh, and she surfs with it? Shark attack, yeah. I don't know if she surfs or not anymore. Oh, okay. But that motherfucker went right up to the, the groin. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So that was like a whole ass thing. Oh, yeah. So Damn. they didn't take any pictures of her without the leg. And that is what I am willing to subscribe to a website for. <laughs> I want to well, see. Well, start off slow. Start okay, off I should. Long jean silver. Uh, I'm going to start with long jean silver. And I don't know that I want to see her perform in air quotes. I just want to see what's underneath that that thing, that <laughs> robo leg. <laughs> Got it. You know what I mean? Somebody started an OnlyFans stump page. That's what it is. <laughs> Where can I subscribe? Take my money, motherfuckers. I don't care. Uh, right on, nothing dudes. much up with me other than uh, lurking tits, and that's about Tit it. Lurking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, my friends, the curse of the padded room has finally come home to roost and struck my mom. Don't come oh, into man. the padded room with a mom. <laughs> right? It's, it's going to fuck up your mom. That's what's gonna, it's yeah. the weirdest goddamn thing. Monica, her mom is like hanging by a thread. Your mom has got a stump. Mm-hmm. Your mom is bedridden pretty much. And uh, now my mom is in the hospital. Man. Emergency appendectomy. Uh, good news. She's going to be fine. They did have to do a second surgery to remove a pus pocket. Whew. I asked if they would show me the pus pocket or if I could have the pus pocket afterward. They said no. No can do. Ain't that your street name? Puss Pocket. Puss yeah. Pocket. That, was my, that was my rapper name. Oh, Puss okay. Pocket and Tent Lurker. <laughs> MC, that, that, that's him. I know. Yeah. That's us. The dumb shit white rapping duo yeah. Puss Pocket. We'll make a hell of a boy band. Yeah, we will. <laughs> the over 50 boy band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, she's going to be fine from the sounds of it. She's still pretty out of it but with all the meds and everything. Mm. But... Uh, 
From the sounds of it, everything's going to be cool. <laughs> um, she's out of commission for probably another four or five days. I've got her fucking dog. Hmm. I've got her dog. It's a little chihuahua named Tiny. And this thing is a goddamn terrorist in my house. It is leaving landmines all over the place, mainly because my kids are in love with the dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They pick it. They, they love a dog that they can pick up and like maneuver around. Because my other do- my dogs are in the 50 pound range. Mm-hmm. They're boxers. They're dumb as shit. And um, my my kids try to fuck with those dogs, and they just like sidekick them and like, get the fuck out of here. Right? Get fuck off. <laughs> But uh, this one is like a little toy to them. Hmm. So I think as revenge, Tiny is leaving tiny landmines all over the f- goddamn house. Little and, bitch. Yeah, tell you. <laughs> tell you what. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, my life for the last four or five days. Welcome to the club. Yeah, buddy. Welcome to the party, pal. We, we made it. <laughs> Part of the sick mom posse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, you maniacs. Well, we got a real horror show to get into here. We got... Uh, Our lives now. aren't a horror show I enough. Mean, it's getting pretty bad. <laughs> Jason was regaling us with adventures of the thrift shop before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that doesn't give you a, a sneak peek of how boring and mundane we are, here comes Horror News. horror news anybody yeah all right what do you got so did you know the killer clowns from outer space cotton candy gun is back in stock from spirit halloween nice really yes i was there about uh four hours ago Oh really? I, I was not. I, I was not looking for a killer clowns cotton candy gun. Oh okay. But yeah, the one here in Reno is open. I already spent close to fifty dollars. Well, if you can't find it at the stores, you can go online at their website, and it's selling for twenty seven ninety nine each. Last year it was incredibly hard to find, but they put out some more of them. Nice. I like killer clowns. I don't know that I'm that dedicated to that particular film. <laughs> so. Yeah. Does it shoot anything or? Doesn't look like it. Okay, I'm gonna pass. Just looks like a prop. All right, well, and it makes noises. Oh, even better. I don't. Need, <laughs> I don't need that shit. I don't need it. Uh, the Walking Dead's Norman Reedus spinoff will take oh, Daryl to Daryl Dixon to France. We. I want to see how that motorcycle is going to get to France. Yeah, right. Are you kidding? He's got wings on his jacket. He can clearly fly. <laughs> Fucking France. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the Ring gets a steel book Blu-ray with VHS Ooh. slipcover for the film's 20th anniversary. Let's see it, Jay. It is so beautiful. Look at that. That is a nice one. Seven days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I might break down and invest in that one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. only 20 bucks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Pre-order uh, off Amazon right now. Amazon? Okay. That's yeah. That's a nice one. I like it. A24 and Alex Garland's Men, now available oh. for digital purchase and hitting Blu-ray t- today. Thank goodness. Yeah. Oh. Make sure you get that. Did you get uh, that, Jay? I'm really trying to talk myself both in and out of it. <laughs> $20. There's so much about it that I really like. 20 the, bucks ain't bad. But uh, Yeah, it's but not bad. they're going to drop it on 4K soon. So. They will, but... How how soon do you need to see that movie again? I really want to. I I really want to watch it again, no, man. Dude, man, 
I have yet I'm to so see it. I'm so enchanted by like so much of it, especially like from uh, an the audio, audio perspective. <laughs> sure. Audio perspective. There was penis in there. Um, and I guess I just want to see it again to see if I can make more sense out of it. I'll tell you what. Tell me. There is one sequence in that movie that is absolutely priceless. I don't know that it saves the entire movie. And that's the part where she's on the phone. And, you know, I don't want to ruin it, but there's somebody going from window to window right. and she's completely oblivious to yeah. it. That is about it for me. That's that's all I have for you. <laughs> after that, b- before, well, yeah, pretty much before and after that, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'll probably pick up a copy at some point. Well, wait till it wait till it hits like a. I'll uh, wait for a sale. Wait for an eBay kind of a thing. You know okay. what I'm saying? All yeah. right, a thrift store. A th- well, <laughs> you're gonna yes. be there for a while. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Anything else? That's all I got. Jason, Paranormal Activity possible 2023 release, and a Wikipedia entry refers to it as Paranormal Activity: The Other Side. Okay. Hmm. Um, we've got. Uh, this is the weirdest one. Three new Strangers movies going into production next month. Okay. Whoa. That And that's all I heard. Huh. Like nothing else about this. So I don't know if it's like a Netflix thing, kind of like a Fear Street deal where like oh. know, three get dropped kind of right there together. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's all I heard about it. I was hoping one of you had heard nothing. a little nope. bit more about it. That. Heard it from two different places. Okay. Uh, July 7th, 2023, Insidious 5. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Patrick Wilson directs and casts. Rose Byrne's coming back, too. Uh, supposedly, it's going to go back to its roots with the what they call the Lipstick Demon returning. Lipstick hmm. Demon. Yeah, as oh. the, kind of the main plot point. Darth Maul? Yeah, okay. Darth Balls. Darth Balls. Yeah, and, and that's all I got. Okay. Uh, are we ready for a Peacock horror film yeah. series? This one is going to be called Hysteria. It's based in it's based loosely on the 1980s Satanic Panic. Hmm. I'm interested. I feel like this is going to be more of a true crime situation. Yeah. But uh, Satanic Panic to me feels like the cancel culture of today. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it, it went hot and heavy for about six years, and then after that, everybody went, "Oh, what? Are we, what did we really do that?" And then that kind of we all kind of walked away, but it's kind of fun to look back on it. Oh yeah, you bet. I remember the Geraldo Rivera documentaries about you know mm-hmm. satanic cults infiltrating uh, daycare centers, oh, and yeah. kinds of fun shit like that. Uh, are we ready for a Joker sequel? Oh yeah, I saw starring this. Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I will say this: Her, um, Lady Gaga, she's got some chops. She oh yeah. Act. And she's pretty easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason disagrees because he is a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not a, you're not excited. Why not? Did you not like the Joker movie? No, I really like it. You don't like uh, Lady Gaga? She's okay. She's uh, fine in that. Uh, what the hell movie was that with Bradley Cooper? Oh, uh, Stars Born. There you go. Uh, no, who's gay? Um, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, no, I just it's hard for me to wrap my head around her as Harley Quinn. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And it's hard for me to see Harley Quinn entering that Joker world. And you know somebody I mean? was saying, like, there's possibly they're going to be, like, musically driven. Oh, God, no. That's a Don't musical? Do that. Don't do that. Hmm. 
Please don't do that. I don't know. It's just what I heard. I mean, the original. That explain why Lady Gaga's in it. That, that exactly. Does, yeah, but uh, that Joker, the the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, was just so dark and drab. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Harley Quinn, as you know, whatever Lady Gaga is going to bring to that, she was just such a cheery kind of. Oh, puddin', 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 puddin'. You know, she's just this upbeat, cheery. Even as Joker's smacking the shit out of her every chance he gets. Um, it's kind of weird seeing that character in that Yeah, world. two two very conflicting characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a hell of, hell of a contrast. Yeah, I wow. don't know. I'll reserve Joker. No, I really, really like Joker. Me too. Yeah, I love it's it. It's really good. It's funny if you watch that movie and then immediately, or, immediately after or before, watch... Um, Maniac, hmm. the original. Yeah. There is a lot of um, comparisons to be drawn. There's a dude on YouTube that hmm. watches movies at like half speed, hmm. and he he went through half or a quarter. I mean, like it makes movies really long. Hmm. So he yeah. he watched Joker just to see what else he could, you know, catch. Sure, little nuggets. And yeah. man, there's a lot of shit tucked away in there. I would be, yeah, I get that. Really good video to watch. Nice. Wow. I don't know that I have time. Okay. <laughs> well, he speeds up the, you know, what he finds. Okay, very cool. Uh, Keanu Reeves, we all know him. We all love him. Yeah. He is going to star in a movie called The Devil in the White City. Hmm. On, it's going to be coming up on Hulu. Are you guys familiar at all with The Devil in the White City? Nope. Negative. It is by and far my favorite true, well, sort of, it's, I guess you call it true crime. It is a book that basically is a fictionalization of the um, 1893 Chicago's World's Fair, along with the uh, kind of rise and fall of H.H. Holmes, which was a serial killer that Mm -hmm. was active in that region at that time. He's the guy that built the big murder motel. Okay. With all the weird secret passages and gas chambers and all that shit. Nice. Uh, I'm excited for that. It's a very good book. I'm I'm excited for that. And I love me some Keanu. Yeah. How can you not? Right. He's a beautiful man, that guy. Lastly, uh, everybody put your panties back on because they're about to get sopping wet. Kellogg's is releasing a Hocus Pocus cereal. <laughs> this fall for Halloween. Contain yourselves, gentlemen. <laughs> put your boners away. <laughs> well... It's finally an opportunity to eat all three of those. Oh, God. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got the horror news, you maniacs. Let's do some listener mail, shall we? Mm-hmm. I failed to see the correlation between Holly, Halloween, like, ghosts and shit, and breakfast cereal. It seems to be a deal. Like, ever since Count Chocula... And those things. Well, when I was a kid, I always looked forward to that. Yeah? Like, during Halloween, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, Count Chocula and all these other cereals that would do that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, Weren't this is those cool. cereals out year-long, though? I don't believe no, so. No, no, it was so. seasonal. And I think last year, there was, like, a Child's Play cereal, like, a Good Guy cereal yeah. from uh, Funko or... I mean, I liked it when I was a kid, but not so much now. It's kind who the hell... Of, I don't eat cereal. Over the age of 17, <laughs> who the hell eats cereal? <laughs> yeah. All right, listener man. Other than you. Quit fat shaming. (laughs) Listener mail. Yes, ma'am. 
We got emails and voicemails, the whole nine yards. Let's start things off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, hey, hey. cowboy. Subject line, Spirit Halloween. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Best wishes for Monica and her family, Buddy and his mom and Dale. Hope they're all doing well. Kat says hi, but she's having net and email issues this week and hopes everyone has a safe and healthy week. Mm. Thank you, Kat. The horse slept. Uh, no clue on educate this week, though I'm sure I have seen it. This was such an easy one, cowboy. I thought for sure you'd have it. Caught a few movies. The Retreat, the monitor to the head, was very satisfying. Haha, <laughs> and a fun movie. Also, it stains the sand red. I'm guessing a remake? Though it was another fun movie and also caught prey. Really liked how they did that one. You guys seen It Stains the Sand Red? No. Mm-hmm. One zombie in the Vegas desert huh. following the stripper around. No. Oh, yeah, I believe That's I did see show. that. It's a good show. It's not bad. You should check that out. And then eventually she gets back. Yeah, I'm pretty place. sure I saw that. Uh, hmm. did get some gaming in. Darian, I'm sure you noticed the Dead by Daylight update and that Prestige actually does something useful now. Ha <laughs> ha. Did catch another driver I work with that plays and we got in a few matches last night. And if you're down, D, we can plan a group session. Absolutely, cowboy. Let me know. Looking forward to another VHS movie and have to agree that the Siren Chick is still my favorite. Something about those big eyes and creepy voice is awesome. Buddy, what do you think is your favorite VHS segment? Ooh. Have you seen... Are you up to speed on the VHSs? Uh, just one and two. How many are there? There's four now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although there's going to be five. Oh, behind. There's going to be five here in a couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're all so good. There's some, uh, there's some stinkers in there. Mostly in VHS viral. Yes. That's where the word There's that one in the school. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the weird cult thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Indonesian, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Until mm-hmm. you see... Yeah. The demon. Then you're like, look at this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this rawhead Rex showing up. <laughs> uh, did, got that. Looking forward to another VHS movie. As for the Spirit Halloween movie, I'm sure it'll be silly, but I'll give it a watch. Back to the grind. Hope, hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, cowboy. Yeah, thanks, cowboy. All right, we got some voicemails here. Okay, let's start things off down in funky old Alabama. Here comes Mr. Allen. Padded room, what's up? What's up, Hope Alan? Everybody's hey. doing well. Uh, <laughs> That's about right. Gary, you are maniac. You got me. Super easy. Right? Excited about the loved ones. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the, the chick really wasn't that bad looking, honestly. She's so weird. I thought she looked better than the uh, chicks or the main dude's girlfriend in was the, the moles. Yeah, anyway, have a good one. Bye. Mole, mole, mole. I don't know that I agree with that part, that last part, but you're well. We'll get into that in the movie. Right on. Thanks for calling in, Alan. It's weird what a cult following the loved ones has gone. It's not a bad show, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll get into that. We will. Uh, here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, padded room. How's my fellow pit lurkers? <laughs> Fine. 
Oh, I've been God. known to lurk on they tits. Hit lurkers. I'm <laughs> fucking rolling with that. <laughs> Every time it came back up, I was fucking dying. Me man. too. <laughs> tit uh, good shit, Jason Harrell. Good shit. And then, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize uh, Darian. Uh, incredible strength and uh, character to admit that he is a Hitler. I am. <laughs> I can't deny it. I gotta say, you know what, I, I'm ready I'm ready to come out and admit it too, you know. Titlerkers unite. He's given me the strength to come out and say that I too am a Hitler. We I've been a Hitler forever. You gotta know thyself. And, uh, <laughs> and never never come out and then finally admit it that I too am a tit lurker, and I am not seeking help. <laughs> anyway, on uh, under the regular shit, man. Um, no terror dome this week. Nope, we're firing always it up tonight. Depressing. Always depressing. Oh, man. I always, always like to get me a terror dome boat in. But uh, all right, all right. But the killer clowns—they're coming back. They're coming strong. They're in tonight. Remember, every time the fucking clowns win, we get to hear that soundtrack. So uh, <laughs> come on, inmates, let's make sure we push the clowns on through. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, um, oh, the educating department. Come, come on, on Tom man. Yes, maniac. Yeah, yeah, you did. Fuck it. Yeah, maniac. Look at you go. But I gotta say, did you have to throw that last bit in, like? This is I've for made you. this one super fucking easy for you. <laughs> uh, now I don't want to fucking get it. I'm oh, stop. <laughs> hey, here's your participation award. I'm taking the points. I don't care if it was easy. I don't care if it was just for me. Fucking maniac. You got it, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. On the what are you looking at department, um, I got to finish out uh, that that uh, show, uh, We Are All Dead. Sure. Uh, I got to say, man, I enjoyed it. Cool. I enjoyed it. Pretty good shit. Uh, if you do... Uh, give it a shot i think the episodes get better um as it goes okay and uh even though you can still have problems remembering or understanding who is who uh now look they are all wearing the same fucking uniform right and i don't think it's a it's a me thing because in in the show they all have their names written on their uniforms Oh, that So helps. it must not just be a fucking round eye thing, you know. They, they must have trouble remembering who the fuck is who. Oh, so, yeah. You know, fuck me. It's not all my fault. That's what happens. Anyhow, uh, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in, big guy. Thanks, Tom Hardy. And that is all we have on the listener mail, my friends. All right. You know what's funny? Now get out there and lurk them tits. As, as I'm reading the transcription of Tom Hardy's call, uh, it says, Hello, padded room. How's my fellow Hitlers? Oh, nice. Every time he says titlurker, it transcribes as Hitler. Oh. <laughs> I think we just got put on an FBI watch list. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Tom Hardy. You fucking titlurker, Hitler, titler, titler, I don't know. Hitler, titler. <laughs> Right on, dude. You guys got anything for Alan, Tom Hardy, or the Cowboy? Uh, thank you all. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for calling right in. Uh, Terra Dome starts back up tonight. Get ready for that. And right now, it's time for a movie. You come to the prom? Yeah. I'm coming with Holly. Wow, you're wicked. Let me get the door, my lady. Oh. Ah. Prettiest picture. 
Will you go to the dance with me? Sorry, Loma. I'm done with Holly. Guess who asked me to the dance? Hey. Brent, leave a message. Brent done this before. He's always turned up. song we're gonna dance to and there's only one way to find out if it's you boys shouldn't it girls i'm going to stab holly in the heart just like you did to me That's right, ladies and germs, it's The Loved Ones from 2009. This one got 6.6 stars on IMDb. Written and directed by Sean Byrne, got a hard R rating stars. Xavier Samuel, uh, Robin McLeavy, and John Brumpton. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is, um, I kind of like to think that this is the female equivalent to a rape revenge movie. Because, I mean, if you think about it, a chick doesn't want to rape you. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't want to have, she doesn't want to force you to have sex with her. That would be very easy to do. Mm-hmm. What she does want is like a romantic evening. And <laughs> if she has to force one out of you, then she has to get her dad in some weird blue liquid to inject into your neck. So I like to think that this would be a female, like a role reversal on the rape revenge kind mm-hmm. of a thing. In a weird way, yeah. That sound that sound reasonable, yeah. In a, like in a kind of role. To me, it's like a hybrid of misery and uh, hostile. I get that, yeah. yeah. But with like a light dusting of, um, I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey, or like a, <laughs> any high school prom comedy right. rom com kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. we got some of that in there too, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's kind of out of place, but it fits into everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we are in Australia. I'm not going to insult anybody by attempting an Australian accent, but uh, that's just how this movie, this movie goes. We start off with a young man taking driving lessons from his dad for the first time. We're going to meet Brent and his dad. Now, uh, have you, got, you guys have never seen um, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, have you? No, but you've talked about it a lot. This is Todd. If uh, you removed all the humorous aspects out of Todd... And the Necronomicon, and um, basically anything fun hmm. from Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. <laughs> uh, this is also kind of uh, Deathgasm. Okay. And not just because of the Australian thing, but because we have that 
heavy metal kind of loner kid, the cutter, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of on his own, and somehow he lands a girlfriend, kind of a thing. Mm. Hot one at that. Yeah. But uh, he's a, he's taking driving lessons from his dad. Uh, they're out in Australia, like in a, I guess, a semi-small town, rural area. And uh, Dad doesn't have a seatbelt on. He starts smoking in the car, which Brent was not aware that Dad still smoked. Looks up, and there's a bloody dude, half-naked, walking down the road. Brent swerves to, to miss this guy, overcorrects, and uh, crashes right into a tree and kills Dad. That sucks. That sucks a bag of dicks. As if high school wasn't awkward enough already, now you have to deal with this guy who just killed his dad because uh, he's not an experienced driver. Uh, Cut to six months later. The prom has arrived. Brent has a girlfriend. He's now an emotionally troubled youth, obviously. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's probably some personal hygiene issues with Brent. He looks a bit stinky. He looks like he could be the stinky guy. You know, yeah. and I get it. Uh, like all the stoners were always the stinky guys, mm-hmm. uh, and he is the stoner now. He's smoking weed and he's got the flannel and he's listening to death metal. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but let's throw a shower in there. You know, <laughs> let's do some mix it up a little. You know bit. what? Some head and shoulders, condition, rinse, repeat. Nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, but somehow in high school, chicks love that shit, even if you're the stinky guy. And Brent has got himself a girlfriend named Holly. Who has a curious placement of moles. Yeah. Which I found to be a bit distracting. Yes. She's hot. She's banging hot. But she's got a mole. I think it was over here. And another one that would really set me off right about there. Yeah. Right about mid-clavicle. It's like a trach hole. It's what it looks like a trach hole. Uh, Come here. Fuck me. Come over here. I want to have sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. (laughs) You know what? If you don't shut up, I'm going to hide your little voice box, and then you're going to have to shut up. (laughs) Uh, She's hot, but there there is a mole, a couple of moles there. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Brent is getting ready for class. We're going to meet his best friend, Jamie, who is Todd's best friend, uh, Ellis, from Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. He's the... Chubby, also stoner loser who just kind of mills about Todd, mm-hmm. or in this case, uh, Brent. Uh, Jamie is feeling himself today because we are yeah. getting ready for the prom, and he is gonna. He has found himself the hot rebel goth chick Man. who is probably a bit of a a bit of a slut because mm-hmm. that's how usually they roll. And he's like, "I'm gonna ask her to the prom, and it's going down now." So he follows her, and he's like, "Hey." And then he asked her to the prom, and he's like, she said yes! And he's all excited. And then uh, Brent closes his locker, and this is where we're going to meet Lola. Whoa. Now, about Lola, she's not unattractive. She's that girl, that random high school girl that is cute. Um, Nothing wrong with her. Probably gets decent grades. Probably has like a small cadre of friends. But just never seems to, like, do anything, you know, never tries out for the cheerleading squad or the debate team or anything. She's just there. Mm -hmm. And you always think, somebody should ask that chick out. But it's not you, so. (laughs) Everybody's thinking Somebody somebody please have sex with this young lady. I don't know what, why nobody else is doing it, but I can't. I'm dealing with my own problems. (laughs) I'm closeted, as they say. (laughs) Um, she just pops up behind Brent and she's like, 
you want to go to the prom with me? And he's like, <laughs> so, uh, I would love to, but I uh, actually have a girlfriend. I have to go with her. Sorry. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where we figure out what the hell's <laughs> up with Lola. She is wildly awkward. Yeah. Um, she's just kind of... Remember that meme that was floating around uh, like f- 10 years ago about like the chick that was like staring at the webcam with a big smile on her face? And she was like the perfect girlfriend, but she was a little bit creepy. No. I'm going to look it up and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that one. Uh, she's kind of that chick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd's like, eh, no, not going to do it. Uh, meets his girlfriend, Holly, uh, at the end of school. And she's like, oh, somebody asked you the prom, huh? And she sucks his dick in the car. Mm-hmm. And that is why you don't take Lola to the prom. Because she's not going to suck your dick in the car. Holly, on the other hand, a okay. That's the girl I'm going with. DTS. Yes. Down Mm -hmm. to suck in the car. I thought something was going to happen in that car with that razor blade. Well, (laughs) so the fun, the the not so fun part is that Todd takes his, or Brett takes his shirt off. (laughs) It's basically Todd. And we see that he's a cutter. And he's got a razor blade hanging around his neck like a necklace. Mm -hmm. And he's all cut up on his side. And that's gross. And that, of course, I mean, you got to cut him some slack. He did kind of kill his dad in a weird way. So he's dealing with that, and that fucking sucks, and you got to do what you got to do to get through it, especially yeah. at that age. And she kept going down like, oh, man, she's going to cut herself. <laughs> no. No, she's going to c- catch a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but as the uh, steam clears from the car windows, we realize that Lola is outside watching this whole thing uh, very yeah. angrily looking on like, oh, creeper, I want to suck that thing and not her kind of a deal. Kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Sure those aren't your inner thoughts. <laughs> Maybe I'm imposing a little bit. Uh, anyway, we're going to cut to that night. Everybody, we get the big getting ready for the prom montage. Uh, Todd, God damn it, Brent and his mom have a big fight because Holly is going to pick uh, Brent up for the prom. And mom has a problem with Brent riding in a car anywhere, I guess, with anybody. She offered to call him a cab. And pay for it instead of having Holly in her VW Beetle. Yeah, that makes total sense. Not really, but, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, Todd, like, throws, like, a temper tantrum. He's like, oh, I'm leaving, and he just walks off. And I guess this is kind of what he does. He goes to this weird cliff thing with his dog and listens to his iPod and smokes weed, and uh, he just kind of hangs out there. Yeah. As he's doing that, we get a weird set of legs following him, and then, uh, hey, does this smell like chloroform to you? And then out he goes. And now top, Brent is completely unaccounted for. And everybody's calling him because Holly showed up to pick him up for the prom, and he's not there. We get a neat little side story between Jamie and um, the rebel chick, and he is nervous as balls. And oh, yeah. He is, and we find out that the rebel chick's dad is like the chief of police for the small town. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, picks her up and... Uh, you know, she is just pissed at the world. Yes, she which is. Which yeah. usually means you are going to get laid because mm-hmm. that is a hate fuck waiting to happen. Yeah, she must have found out Hot, Hot Topic was closing or something. <sighs> she know, was just angry at the and world. She, the outfit that she chose to wear to the prom Whew. says to me that I am open for business. And mm-hmm. $20 will go a long way with me. <laughs> uh, she hops right in the car away, to the, away they go to the prom. Now... As 
our story with Brent and Lola goes on. We're going to cut back and forth to Jamie and his date with the rebel chick. It goes about as well as you would expect, as you would, as Jamie would hope, I think. But uh, we'll get more into that. <laughs> uh, Brent's mom and Holly are now getting nervous. Uh, Brent is not answering his cell phone. Uh, they know all of his usual hangouts. He's not there. Uh, they're starting to, you know, Brent does this apparently when him and his mom have a blowout, but now they're starting to get really nervous because Holly and Brent had plans and, uh, he's not showing up for those either. Scary shit. Uh, now we're going to cut to Brent. He wakes up in a kitchen with a disco ball going and a big sign, uh, hastily made that says end of school dance. And, uh, an old guy sitting in front of him. And basically what we find out is that Lola's dad has abducted Brent and uh, drugged him. And he is now tied up in Lola's kitchen. And uh, we got a weird... We got... Dude. There, there are a lot of unnerving aspects, <laughs> yeah. right? To this, to this whole movie. The whole dressing. This is gnarly. And it's only going to get worse from here, mm-hmm. my friends. So, uh, Lola's dad bought her a prom dress. A pretty cheap looking one, too, yeah. if you ask me. Uh, looked like a Ross, kind of a, you know. <laughs> 20- hey, dress for less. I mean, yeah, t- 25 bucks goes a long way at Ross, but I don't know. And if you're not going to the real prom, if you're only going to the kitchen prom, then who the fuck do you have <laughs> to impress? That's great for like a four-year-old. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But the weird part is that he buys her the dress, and then she's like, oh, let me try it on. And Dad is like creepily tit-lurking as the <laughs> the undress and the trying on takes place. Yeah, well, he was about to leave, and she's like, no, wait, tell me how it looks. I'm like, really? Now, uh, I get that, sure, but I'll wait until you're done. Yeah. Like, I, I have a daughter, and I don't like watching her poop. That makes me weird, weirded out. I would hope you wouldn't like watching anybody poop. I mean, her especially, because for some goddamn reason, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but my daughter loves to talk, and the conversations she wants to have with me on the crapper are quite extensive. So I will wait in the hallway, and not to mention the smell of that that particular interaction. Regardless, uh, this is weird, man. And it's not only weird because this is happening, and she's like stripped down to her underwear, but... Like, the look on Dad's face as it's going down. He's, like, wiping the sweat. and Oh, oh, look at this hot piece of ace. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's off. Uh, (laughs) Cut to Brent waking up. Uh, They inject him with a weird blue fluid. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this was to, like, paralyze his vocal cords or something. Something. I couldn't figure that one out. They never said what it was, Mm-mm. but they're like, we can't hear you, as they shoot him up with it. And then after that, he can't make a peep. He just kind of gurgles. So, nasty, whatever it is. Uh, we're going to meet Lola's mom, I think, Bright Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> who has apparently been on the end of a hasty home lobotomy. Yeah. Uh, She's just basically a lumbering husk of a woman that just kind of stares off and can't feed herself or do anything, really. Nothing. Yeah. And she's got a hole in her forehead, mm-hmm. like right right about mid, uh, right between the eyes there. So something has happened to her, and uh, she's just bright eyes, and that's what they call her. Uh, from here, we're going to cut to uh, torture porn land. Things get pretty gnarly. Uh, they try to feed Brent some chicken. And they're like, she's like, it's finger licking good, and she makes her makes him suck her finger. But that that's pretty, I mean, wacky. But 
the weirdest part is like how dad gets all bothered by it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like, suck it. Dad's like, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Should oh, be my finger. Oh, 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 oh. Don't let him put anything in your mouth. Um, I like to think that dad had maybe like his left big toe in reality. And like the idea of abducting this young man was off-putting and like the weird shit that was going on with him was off-putting. But at the same time... He seemed all in to me. He's got this weird relationship with his daughter. And if they went far enough to give mom a home lobotomy because she probably wanted to put her foot down, then you're in, man. You're all in. And at this point, you probably want to have sex with your daughter, which is gnarly. But that's where we're at. And there you go. (laughs) So naturally, if that's what your end game is, and the idea of her sucking on a weird... Or putting her finger in some dude's mouth for him to suck on. That might throw you off a little bit. Dad's getting jelly. Jelly belly. (laughs) Uh, From there, it just kind of gets worse. Uh, They took uh, Brent's necklace off and put it in his back pocket, which was a bad mistake because he gets the razor blade out. He does like a uh, drop kick on Lola and sends her across the room. Manages to escape. Good kick. Yeah, Yeah, good one. Uh, takes off, manages to escape, but he doesn't really know where he is, so he just kind of runs out in the front yard and like does a couple laps, it looked like to me, uh, which allowed Dad enough time to get out, get in the car, and almost half-ass run him over, but he climbed a tree. So Dad and Lola came out and did like a firing squad throwing rocks at him. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and hit him in the head with one, and then he just fell out of the tree and we're right back to square one. Uh, take him back inside, uh, tie him up again. This time they nail him to the floor with steak knives through his feet. That's no good. No. I don't want that. That was gnarly. I do not want that, (laughs) my friends. That's, uh, that's, uh, you know, I think if I was given the option, I would almost rather have the nail gun. Nail. Nail gun. Nail gun would probably be your best bet. Yeah. Because that's just a quick, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to deal with the pounding. But a goddamn steak knife, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. No way. Uh, more fuckery ensues. Uh, she's going to, like, give him, like, a weird lap dance. And uh, they're going to, they, they have to crown her the prom queen and uh, him the prom king. And they put, like, these uh, Burger King crowns <laughs> yeah. on him. <them>. Yeah. <laughs> pretty stupid. What is the point of all this shit? And at one point, she breaks out, like, a weird scrapbook. Of all the other dudes that she's yeah. done this to. And we're going to realize very quickly that these are repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. And the weird bloody guy that Brent almost ran over that one time was one of her victims. Yeah. So that's no good either, man. That's She's the cause of all the problems at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, now we're going to cut back to Janie and uh, the rebel chick. They have made it to the prom. They have not yet made it out of the car. Uh, the party is in the car. The party has started. In the car. Mm-hmm. And I think they spent a good two hours in the car. I would say so. Just getting drunk and stoned and listening to music. And uh, at that point, fuck the prom, right? Let's have sex. What are, yeah. we, what are we doing here, Rebel Chick? <laughs> I mean, we can party it up in the car all you want. Let's just find a darker place. Right. And we can get it on and fuck off with these two, with these guys. Instead, they go into the prom. Not the move I would have made, but all right. Uh, where she uh, she's staggering. He's like holding her up on the dance floor during mm-hmm. a slow dance. She pulls his cock out and starts stroking. 
<laughs> Drawing the ire of everybody around them. I don't know why. It seems like a beautiful act to me. It beats dancing. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's that, beats dancing, all right. <laughs> beats something. <laughs> They're not bothering anybody, and as long as they don't get anything on anybody, who gives a shit? But uh, the principal comes up, and he's like, if you're going to do that, you have to do it somewhere else, you see? So they leave, and she's like, fuck you guys. I'll jerk them off in the parking lot then. And he's like, whoop, zip up, and out we go. Um. <laughs> uh, we get like a fun little interlaced romantic comp, sort of romantic comedy slash date, first date disaster with these two as this torture porn goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, about this time, we cut back. While all this is going on, we have Holly and Brent's mother furiously trying to find Brent or get an idea where he might be. They call the chief of police, who happens to be the rebel girl's dad. Wake him up out of bed in the middle of the night. He's driving around trying to figure this shit out. Via a picture on his nightstand, we're going to quickly realize that... It, did, am I the only one that got this? Didn't see it. You didn't see it? No, I'm okay. waiting, waiting for you to tell me. Here it comes. The kid that was <clears throat> staggering around half-naked bloody kid was the chief of police police's son. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... Or the rebel girl's, I guess, older brother. So he is now missing a son. Or, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't see the, any picture, but I... I I mean, I picked up that there there was a loss in the family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it, as she's flipping through the scrapbook and showing Todd mm-hmm. all of her ex-boyfriends, so to speak, uh, we'll recognize him. She's like, this is the one that got away. And then uh, we see... Nailed it. Did I? It was more of Welsh than Australian. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Gotta watch Mad Max again, I guess. Uh, but uh, we'll recognize the same picture from the one that's on the cop's nightstand. So he's like, well... He goes and drives to all of Todd's favorite hangouts, and he can't find him. And then he just kind of drives Holly home, and he's like, well, he does this sometimes. I'm sure he'll turn up. I got some more guys coming in the morning. We'll resume the search then. And then he goes and lays down and looks at the picture of his son. And then he's like, ah, fucking thing. So that inspires him to drive to Lola's place. While that's going on, we get the prom pictures and the weird lap dance with the glitter going on. But basically, they're just fucking with Brent. Oh, is yeah. what they're doing. I know I keep calling him Todd, and I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> You're just going to have to live with that. When I say Todd, I mean Brent. They're fucking with him, um, sprinkling him with glitter. Uh, and then uh, they try to make him like do like a slow dance. But his feet are steak knife to the floor. <laughs> yeah. So all, they can, all he can do is kind of get Wiggle. up and kind of sway back and <laughs> forth. And then Lola gives him this dumb shit uh, half-ass breakup speech about this is the song I'm going to dance to at my wedding, but it's not going to be with you because you're not the one, Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets into a very creepy thing where she's like, the reason I can't find the one is because it's you, Daddy. And then she starts slow dancing with her dad. And they get ready to smooch. Yeah, they do. It's gross. (laughs) So nasty. Luckily... Boner alert. <laughs> We're going to get into more dad stuff later in the show, my friend. Uh, it gets really weird and awkward and wildly off-putting to anybody with a daughter. Uh, at some point, Todd manages to like kind of wiggle out a little bit, and that stops the big smoocheroo between dad and daughter. Thank fucking Christ for that. Uh Todd is feverishly working on... Some, for some goddamn reason, they put the razor blade back in his pocket. Stupid. 
He is feverishly trying to get that those ropes undone. But this is when Lola gives him the okay. I need to quote-unquote draw on him. I'm ready yeah. to draw on him. So they open up Todd's shirt, and they have, they're on the point of quote-unquote drawing on him, but they have a process they have to do first. I thought he picked up the ra- – I thought he picked the necklace up. Did off- he? I, at some point, I thought he picked it up, like when he maybe when he kicked her. Maybe. Maybe it dropped to the floor and picked be. it up and tucked it into his pocket. That could be. That's, either way, somehow he has it, and he's yeah. trying to get those ropes undone. Uh, they have to give him the goddamn home lobotomy situation. Now, I'm no Jeffrey Dahmer, but if I were trying to make a feral sex zombie, apparently this is the way to go about it. What you do is you get yourself a uh, standard cordless drill. <laughs> yeah. You want yourself about an eighth inch bit on it. And you go right between the eyes. You go about just past the skull, apparently. It's all, that's as deep as you need to go. Any deeper than that, you're looking at a dead body, apparently. Not that I've done any reading on the subject, gentlemen. <laughs> you're safe tonight. Uh, once the, Now, this part is particularly nasty because they're drilling into Brent's forehead and smoke starts coming out. Oh, I thought that was a great touch. You like that? I did. That means they just hit bone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's no good. And he is, you know, trying, trying mm. to scream and wiggle and all that shit. Apparently the process, though, is you get just past the, the skull and then you just pour boiling hot water into the hole and that turns you into a feral uh, dude. You can't talk. You can't do shit. You just you're just a uh, animal at that point. So that's pretty nasty. They're putting that process on Brent there. Um, Dad drill or no? He hands the drill to um, Lola, and she he puts him in like in a headlock, and she starts drilling in. The smoke starts coming out. She gets ready with the hot water, ready to pour it in there, and then she's like, "Uh, can you make the hole a little bit bigger?" Yeah, because so, she, she poured the hot water on, on Dad. On Dad, and you're thinking, oh, thank fucking Christ. Yeah. But then Dad just jumps in there with the drill and starts making the hole bigger for her. Uh-huh. And uh, that's pretty gnarly. They open up, at this point, they open up what appears to be like a basement door. But it's basically just a big, giant crawl space slash pit underneath the house. And there's probably eight or ten dudes down there. That are just completely feral and naked, from what I gather, and uh, they've all got the uh, the home lobotomy kit situation. Yeah, piles of bones all bones over the place. everywhere. Just mm-hmm. I don't know what how they keep those dudes alive. Probably just animals. Throwing that crap in there that they were. They had crap that they threw in there. Well, I don't know what it was that they threw in there because um, they opened the door and threw something, and then uh, they just started. Yeah, because they made they're like uh, I can't hear you and like. Like she really made them be- kind of beg or grunt for it. Yeah, and then she uh, threw I don't know what there. it was that she threw in there. Uh. Tina, get your ham. <laughs> <laughs> eat, the, eat the food, you fat lord. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they got like a like uh, at least a small posse of ex boyfriends down mm-hmm. there, just fucked up. I think it was everybody in that diary. Everybody except for the one. Except for the one. The one. The one that got away. So. They're getting ready to put Todd down there. He manages at the last minute to get the drill. He gets he gets through the um, hand restraints, gets the drill from Dad, like slashes him across the face with it, which was pretty gnarly because he got like oh, yeah. a whole, like a, almost a Joker kind of a thing going on. Uh, Lola comes running at him, smashes her in the head, and knocks her out for a second. 
What I liked was that he just chucked the drill. Yeah, oh, was, I mean, just that awesome. nailed that dad. It was like a Batman yeah. battering right at her fucking face. Bow. Yeah, like it, it was a visceral thing for me. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I felt that hit. Oh yeah, yeah. That and drills are not. You know, that's, that's you got like a good on that. six, eight heft. pounds on that, especially if it's cordless with a battery in there. Yeah, that's got some heft. Yeah, it's like being uh, hit with a mag light. But uh, yeah, I would rather. I think I'd rather take the mag light. I mean, you're going to get you're looking at a broken nose, either way. <laughs> but like the the possibility of the bit coming and hitting oh, the yeah. eye or something. And I'm going off on a tangent. Anyway, <laughs> uh, knocks Dad out. Uh, Brent throws Dad into the pit, and all the ex boyfriends oh, just swarm his ass and start eating him. Uh, Daddy. Brent unfortunately is just kind of looking over the pit, watching this, going, "What the fuck." And this is where Lola sneaks up on him, comes to, sneaks up on him, and throws him into the pit also. Luckily, though, Brent still didn't get the full lobotomy treatment. He only got, like, half lobotomy. So he still has kind of his wits about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He starts yelling and screaming, uh, or kind of gurgling, and then Lola grabs the knife because Brent stabbed Dad in the neck before he threw him down there. And uh, Lola grabs the knife, and she's like, I'm going to go to your house and stab your mummy. And then I'm going to go and stab uh, Holly in the heart the same way you broke my heart. As this is happening, the cop rolls up. Mm-hmm. And he's like not looking around the house. He sees all the blood all over the floor from the, the previous struggle. Uh, he's like, what the fuck? Breaks into the place. He's looking down, seeing the fucking feral uh, boyfriends and Brent. Like, ah, ah. Uh, Unfortunately, Lola comes up behind him. Yeah. Didn't she hit him with something? Or did she just push him down? No, he was dead when he fell down there, I think. Yeah, she... God, she stabbed him? She might oh, she, Yeah, jammed a, maybe a knife in the head? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Stabs him in the head, throws him down there. Good news, though, uh, he had his gun on him when he fell down. So Brent grabs the gun and just starts opening yeah, fire. Yeah, does the smartest thing on Earth and just... Spent but, but, all but, but, the but. rounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. they don't have guns in Australia. That's true. So I don't <laughs> think, you know, he probably saw some American movies where, like, the bullet ricochets. Oh, I just shoot fast. Yeah, as long as I get all the the bullets out of there. Well, well he was drilled in the head. That's true. <laughs> Lucky he could even see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's kind of dumb, but whatever. Uh, Lola just starts walking towards uh, Brent's house. And apparently, he lives like three time zones away. Are we done? Probably not. Uh, he lives like three time zones away because she's mm-hmm. got to go across like a grassy field and some train tracks and through a major city. I think she walked past the uh, pyramids of Egypt. Mm-hmm. She's just and she didn't even have shoes on. That's dedication, man. While that's going on, Brent manages to like round up all the bones and a couple of the other bodies and make a big pile going up to the entrance into the kitchen, like mm-hmm. the hole in the ceiling. And while that's going on, Holly's like, you know what? She, I think she went to um, Brent's room and found a card from Lola. So she's like, I'm going to go talk to this Lola chick. So she's going to Lola's house. Lola's going to uh, Brent's house. She throws the scrapbook at Holly's car and breaks the window. Holly's like, what the fuck? And then Lola just appears outside of her car window with a knife. And she's like, ah! Big struggle going on. While that's happening, Brent gets out, steals the cop car, and is hauling ass back to his house also, trying to save his mom. Good news, 
runs over, like swerves to Miss Holly as she's making her escape. Just like the beginning of the movie. Just like the beginning of the movie. And this time just cleans Lola right off the street. Man, that was Boom! awesome. <laughs> Sends her flying. Uh, Holly's like, oh my God, it's a cop. So she runs and gets in the car, sees that it's Brent in there with a big hole in his head. And he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe those were his exact words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he had subtitles on, did Something you? like that, yeah. <laughs> She's like, Jesus Christ! And then we see in the through the rear view, uh, Lola, like, on her elbows, like, call, like kind of low-crawling after the car. Mm-hmm. You got to give her... Determined. Point. But the yeah. points for tenacious, <laughs> that was right? Cool. Nothing else. And then they back over Lola and drive home, and uh, Brent gives his mom a hug. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. What did you guys think of The Loved Ones? I liked it. Good stuff, right? Yeah. It's a it's a good role reversal, rape revenge kind of a thing. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's probably my fourth or fifth time seeing it, and uh, I had forgotten. Like this, this is actually a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, now, when we started, you said that you don't necessarily get the <clears throat> the kind of fanboying over the movie. So, no. do you not think it? I mean, do you think there's that many people like really singing its praises, or oh, do yeah. you, or does it not just it just doesn't impress you, or what? Um, this one I would consider her cred. You know what I'm saying? When whenever the topic of torture porn or um, gender uh, biases or any kind of uh, you know, what the fuck are they doing? All right, so. I think this is this is one of those rare like independent movies that you have to sing the praises of to be considered a horror dork. Like part of that horror cred thing. It's fine. I liked it. Is mm-hmm. it the best thing I've ever seen? No, it's fun to watch. I'll watch it. Oh yeah. You know? If it's on, I'll watch it again. I'll check it out. Sure. I've seen it before. I'm not going to like go out of my way or get a loved one's t-shirt or anything like that. <laughs> right. Not that, that like <laughs> You know, it doesn't denigrate anything. I just, I, I mean, it's it's good. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Now, does do the two stories ever converge? Or did I miss that? Like, you know, you've got the goth girl and the and the buddy. Mm-hmm. They're off doing the prom and fucking and all that good stuff. Right. And then you've got this the mom and the girlfriend. Yeah, that's like a third story kind of. But but in a, in a lot of movies, like somewhere down the line. That buddy will, you know, kind of come into the the main overarching story and either get picked off or be a hero or something like that. But those two paths never cross, do they? The only time they cross is when Jamie is dropping the rebel chick off as the dad is coming home from uh, uh, Holly and Mom's Okay, so (laughs) not really. Not really. I mean, not like me. In a lot of horror movies, I would really have a problem with kind of a comedic element getting injected into my horror. Sure. But since that's basically its own little story, uh-huh. having no impact whatsoever on the main story, <laughs> right? I love that little just that that the levity, yeah, in mm-hmm. just that little side bit. Sure. Because I, I really like that character, that guy. Jamie? The buddy. Yeah, the me too. I love that kid. Mm-hmm. You guys got to watch Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, 
I, I, but I really did have fun with this movie. I, I had more fun with it this time than I have on a previous viewing. And cool, yeah, I actually yeah. bumped it up in my rating. Okay, one yeah. of the things I was lost on is what happened to the to the kid from that, the beginning. Th- see, that's a it, problem I had. If it's a sheriff's son or whatever, it's like okay, well, is even even the Lola said that this one got away, you yeah. know, by showing the picture. It's like, well, where did he go away to? Because the dad has no idea where his son is, and no mention of it in later events. It's supposed yeah. to be six months later. Oh, I swerved to miss that bloody guy. Good. Th- at least we got him to the hospital, even though my dad died. Or you know, here's a, a memoriam of the bloody guy, or something like that. But there's nothing. There was nothing. Like, well, nobody- so if, if he was like lobotomized, I guess he's just tarding his way across the outback. He's still out there. <laughs> Still tarting his way around. Yeah. Part two comes around. He's still walking yeah, around. Right, right, right. Causing, more, causing more traffic accidents. Yeah. That really sucks, man. I'd rather, I think I'd rather be in the basement. Right on. Uh, good show. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely. But, uh, but you think it... You really think it's... I don't, it has its praises sung that, that much, huh? Yeah. This is, like, this is one of those movies that you can't say you didn't like. Hmm. I feel like interesting. Um, I liked it. It's fine. I don't think it's. Uh, I think. It, I think it's fine. I would sure. say it's fine. You know. Yeah. It's cool to see a uh, the role reversal in the rape revenge sort of kind of way. Um, I mean, I knew, I knew it was, you know, fairly known yeah. uh, amongst horror dorks. Sure. But I, I didn't really know anybody was kind of sucking his dick. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. This one is vaunted, especially as an independent foreign film. Yeah, that like knocks it up three notches. Just well, and nothing terms. against our you know Australian friends, but uh, not really known. And even Tim says he hates uh, Australian cinema. I believe really. I think he says that. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, they make some pretty weak. In the '80s, I just remember there being just an onslaught of me watching these awful Australian horror movies. Yeah, and uh, but I think this one's. I mean, I don't know if it's in comparison or maybe it's a low bar set. I just think it's a good movie. I think it's a solid sure. flick. Yeah. Uh, I think it outdoes a lot of uh, American or otherwise mm-hmm. uh, yeah. movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I wouldn't say the Australians are weak in horror. I was never that big on the Babadook, to be honest with you. No. Allegory notwithstanding, it's it's fine. You know? <laughs> Thinking about selling my Babadook book. Uh, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Thanks anyway. But uh, there were some good ones. Did you guys ever see the Snowtown murders? It's more um, of a true crime thing, but it is fucking brutal. Um, Wolf Creek's good. Wolf Creek is I good. love Wolf Creek, too. Oh, yeah, Wolf Creek. Yeah. Uh, These Final Hours. Wasn't the Furies Australian? Yes, mm-hmm. that's another good one. Uh-huh. Uh, I got that on Blu-ray. Was um, Revenge in Australia? Revenge was like South Africa. I can't remember where that was at. They, they were American actors, but it was set like some okay. weird desert thing. I don't know. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, let's take us a little break, and we'll come back with some other stuff. Huh? Bye. All right.
If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. You know, that's something I didn't think of in the, in the throes of the loved ones. And that's like the weird, like thinking about it just now, that would have been my high school fantasy. Random hot chick abducts me and forces me to spend a quiet evening with her in the kitchen. <laughs> Drilling your head. <laughs> well, I mean, I would not have squirmed, and they probably would have kicked me out of there just because of all the weird advances and awkward connotations I was making. But uh, You wouldn't have squirmed, huh? No. I would have been like, can I lick your finger again? <laughs> well, let's try some more of that chicken. Yeah, you've never flinched when I drilled your face. Not, a, not, not for a second, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Not for a second. <laughs> I think, like, the fantasy part of that would, for me, would just be a female acknowledging me or... Uh, you you know, want me that bad? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Can I go? I'll go with you. You want to just do it in your kitchen or you want to go to the real prom? What do you want me to do? Sure, Dad can watch. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to tie me up or nothing. No, I'll sit quietly. You can, yeah. you can break up with me at the end of the night as long as I get invited. That's kind of weird now that I think about it. Maybe I'm the one with the problem. Maybe. Anyway, gentlemen. <laughs> Maybe you're like that girl. <laughs> no, no. I, I wouldn't have had the balls to ask him to the prom to begin with. You know what I'm saying? I would have just Oh, leered, that's true. I would have just leered from the book. I would have been a titlurker, basically. <laughs> a titlurker. <laughs> a teenage titlurker in training is what I would be. You were. <laughs> looking, looking from the bushes. <laughs> Thought I saw a side moving there. <laughs> All right, you maniacs, you ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll try to be crazy. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. To the Terradome. We are now in the um, semifinals. We are in the Inferno Conference round nine. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer. 
Dimensional travel is a tricky thing, unpredictable at best. Choose the wrong wormhole, get blown off course, emerge in another time, in another reality. An eventuality that the circus fleet had all but resigned themselves to. Destination, terrestrial Earth, year 1986. Arrival, terrestrial Earth, in a much darker reality. As the clowns emerged from their tent crafts, the lack of color in this reality hit them hard. Blacks, whites, and shades of gray all around them. The human villagers were easy enough prey for their cotton candy grenades and popcorn guns, but the things in the castle watched and waited. Terrible things, waiting for the right time to strike. Living mummies, men that changed into animals by moonlight, and undead counts, all waiting and ready to attack. Team's competition, we have the killer clowns from outer space versus the universal monsters, buddy. How say you? Universal monsters. Jason? The monsters. Uh, I think I'm going to have to agree. You've got like an X-Men type of a team there that can Mm -hmm. really fuck some shit up. And the clowns are badass. They have like ranged weapons and uh, dinosaur things and they can merge into that giant clown deal. That's a big big thing. Uh, But I feel like between Dr. Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, and Dracula, they can figure out the noses. Whereas all the universals have their own set of weaknesses and strengths, and you can you might figure out one or two of them, but I don't think you're going to get all of them. Chitara Dome matchup for the week, inmates. It's the Killer Clowns from Outer Space versus the Universal Monsters. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. You can also mention what social media platforms you've been kicked off for using the term titlurker. I'm sure there have been more than a few by now. Because apparently that transcribes to Hitler. I don't know how uh, Google Voice made that leap, but uh, that's how that goes down. In the meantime, we've got to tell you what movies we're looking at in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? So it occurred to me that this little challenge of mine, the no rewatches in 2023. You mean the impossible task? Is going to work? Probably isn't going to work, but I am going to put some effort into it. (laughs) So in order to build up to that, I'm watching all my favorite old movies now so that, you know, I can stave off the, the cravings, I guess. So I watched The Fog from 1980. Nice. Great show. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to kind of ride the Tom Atkins train and accept that he is just this tower of masculinity that can fuck pretty much anybody he wants at any given time and just be okay with it and not ask questions. I don't ask questions. Don't ask questions of Tom Atkins, my friends. Guy's amazing. He mm-hmm. is. He is. He's, he. I don't think he's aged. I saw a picture of him recently. He's lost a lot of weight. But he's still banging that mustache, baby. (laughs) It is hard. (laughs) That is a hard stash. It's not going anywhere. Watch that. Watch The House on Willow Street from 2016. Let me ask you guys a question. I got this on Blu-ray. I pop it in. I watch it. And I don't know if there's a problem with my disc or my settings or what. But there's some kind of a deal where... All of the di- the volume on all of the dialogue is way too low, and all the ambient sound effects is way too high. Hmm. Is that something in my settings, or is there like a cheap 
disc kind of a thing? A lot of times they could just be, the way they master the audio, they could have the center channel uh, too low. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to Allegoria. Okay, we'll get to we'll get to that in a second then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here we go. Uh, I watched that. I watched uh, Prey from 2022. I'm not going to get too big into it because we got something planned for later in the week, but I will say thumbs up from me. Mm-hmm. Dug it quite a bit. I thought I was going to be pissed off at the idea of, uh, you know, a 16-year-old girl somehow besting a predator, but it was done very well. It makes sense in the long run, and there's enough little nugs in in there to keep a, a predator fanboy happy you know not like arnold schwarzenegger doesn't pop up but there's enough in there to be like hey that's where that came from that fucking thing i never thought that made sense but there it is and now it kind of in a weird way does make sense uh lastly what josiah saw from 2021 have either of you guys got a chance to watch this i just added it to my list yeah Yeah. you haven't seen it jay not yet oh (laughs) Uh, this is probably the most fucked up family ever um i don't want to get too into it if you guys haven't seen it because there's a big kick in the dick at the end and i i would like to get a second opinion on this as to what exactly, like, how fucked up the family was. Because there's a possibility of it being fucked up this way, or it might have been fucked up that way, or it may have been fucked up another way, and it all may have just been in this thing. And I I can't, I don't want to ruin it, but it's like... um, Is it worth watching? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. A great show. I was actually going to do this for immersion therapy. Oh, I'm sorry. I have something else picked. Okay. Because I didn't think you were going to show up. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, I would definitely recommend it. Um, okay. It's like one part uh, Tarantino crime, one part uh, psychological horror, one part supernatural horror, and then at the end it's just one big fuck story. Okay. But it's, uh, it's definitely worth a watch, Okay, I would say. That's all I'm looking at. Jason, what do you got? Well, not too many things. I uh, did watch the first episode of American Horror Stories. Okay. Um, it was it was decent. Okay. And then the ending definitely hooked us to watch, uh, to continue watching. Very hmm. cool. All right. Um, it, it definitely had a nice little spin there at the end. Now, this is the current season, not the previous. Yeah. Okay, current very cool. Current season. Uh, Sarah was completely giddy with what happened at the oh, end. Oh, boy. So, just so you know... That's that's like an anthology series. Yeah. So there may not be any tie-in to the next episode. Yeah, I know. Okay. But she was just happy to see this one thing at least get brought back in. That's how they get you, Jason Harold. <laughs> you get all hot and bothered for one thing, and then like three seasons later, that I thing see what you did there pops up, some, <laughs> yeah. you know, hint of that thing, and you're like, yeah, you gotta keep watching. Yeah, this was pretty on the nose. Nice. Uh, my boyfriend's back from 1993. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you seen that? I have. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's something. It's a ridiculous uh, zombie, zombie rom com kind of thing. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, I too watched uh, Prey. Just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up. Very cool. Um, so we're gonna end up doing a deep dive on that. We will. Uh, of sorts later this week. Yes. Okay. And the last thing I watched, um, Sarah had never seen it, and I had been meaning to rewatch it. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. Yeah? Yes. Um, I wanted to revisit it 
because it's been years since I've seen it, and I didn't remember being very impressed with it the <laughs> few times that I've seen it. Okay. Still not very impressed with it. What didn't you like about it? Uh, it's there, I, There's I way I, too many characters that are just way too extra. Okay. Uh, it's Franklin, isn't it? Fucking Franklin he for one. He is easily the most annoying character probably in horror history. He's really annoying. He's not douchey. There's nothing wrong. He's not like a prick or anything. It's that... Come on, Franklin. It'll be fun. It's just so fucking high maintenance. I, yeah. And you know, and that's like... I love that movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. But... I, I just think it's been done better. One I the, think the, re, the, the, think remake the remake is, is far superior. It takes every bit of kookiness out of it. I really like the remake... I, if I had to pick between the two, I think I would go original. Um, I agree with what you're saying. There is, I mean, like, I couldn't name, other than Sally, I could not name another character in that movie. I couldn't. And, they're all, they're and, all just, and Franklin. And Franklin, of course. <laughs> right? They're all just, uh, yeah. I think there's a Jerry. And the only reason I know that is because they're screaming Jerry as they're looking for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's a... Uh, but if you think about it, man, and I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the remake, like that original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even just as a standalone movie, just on its on its own merits, mm-hmm. I think has just this gritty, disgusting, vermin esque kind of bottom feeder vibe to it. That while it, it is present in in the uh, the remake. Like, all the fucking DIY arts and crafts bullshit, all the feathers flying around, you know? Yeah, but, but like, that grittiness, the, okay, so you have really encapsulated that, you know, the, the muggy, filthy, yeah. dirty aspect of Texas heat and just all of that. Graveyard, but fucking drunk just like Just like The Shining has its shining little moments, sure. and, and it's, like, cinematography, scoring, stuff like that, I... I feel like people get too hyper-focused on what it got so perfect. And while I will give Texas Chainsaw scenery and mm-hmm. cinematography, you know, like they, they did really good with that, the characters, I just can't get over it. There's just weight. Leatherface is kind of ridiculous at times. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah. uh, the fucking grandpa thing is <laughs> stupid. Um, it doesn't look great, but I'm not going to subtract because of, age of prosthetics you know what i mean sure uh it's just a little too silly um leatherface and his damn makeup uh the the cousin or whatever the fuck he is nubbins the hitchhiker is that his name yeah yeah the hitchhiker uh again another character that's way too extra (laughs) way just way too extra um i just think the things it doesn't do right or so off-putting to me that it really kind of brings it. I still give it like a 6 out of 10. So I don't think it's a bad movie. Okay. It just ain't for me. Okay. It's too chaotic. So the things that you're complaining about, the, the chaotic characters, the ridiculousness of some of them, I can chalk all of that up to just isolated rural American families. Yeah, but you don't know where I come from, man. I don't. You don't know don't, my fucking family. I don't think I want to. <laughs> uh, I am here to tell you that I have got some backwoods fucking folk. <laughs> okay. And even the most off-putting of them are not that level of extra. I would hope not. There would have to be so much generational 
incest going on to be that zany <laughs> Probably and, and just that kooky. <laughs> right. Uh, that, I don't know, I can't. I guess I find it hard to believe. Okay. And I'm telling you, I know some people. (laughs) And it's easy for me to believe this, Mm -hmm. but the parts that I feel are wrong are just too wrong for me. Okay. I guess for a Deep South family, uh, it it just doesn't get it 100% right to me. Okay. So, would you feel better if the characters had southern accents? No, I would just feel if they would just tone it the fuck down. Like, all the grunting and screaming and shit like that. It's just, I don't know. It's the chaotic nature of, like, their kind of household. Okay. It's just too much for me. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, but come on. You can't just have a civilized night in the house one night. Well, you could. Even while killing somebody. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, okay, so... I just think they need to dial it down a notch. So you're, you're, you're <laughs> saying the cannibal family that lives on an isolated South Texas farm... Yeah, they need to stop screaming. <laughs> so really your problem is with the, Their di- attention getters. the dialogue involved? Honestly, okay. it's all of the grunting and screaming. Okay, so the idea being that Leatherface is some kind of a tardo yep. and was never really able to vocalize yeah okay be it mental deficiency be it some kind of problem with his vocal cords sure we don't know what his problem is right um and depending which timeline sawyers or hewitts or Mm -hmm. yeah forget all that don't even worry about it but that being said Mm -hmm. how else is he supposed to communicate how what do you expect him to do i mean have you ever been around like a deaf guy yeah they try to like you know yeah but all he's doing is Seriously, like uh, kind of wincing and retreating from his relatives, and right. like and like whining and he's feral. Yeah, but you've also got a guy who can do some handiwork with with like faces. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah. Like he's got a skill set there. <laughs> it's not like you know the kid that works at McDonald's who can still manage to take an order. Sure. You know, despite <laughs> being at a pretty low threshold. Okay. Uh, I don't think he can be. Those two extremes that he can pull off all of this handiwork. He can do some really good stuff with like, you know, the food, the processing, the face, okay. the stitching. But at the, at the same time, he's just grunting and groaning and act, acting like a three-year-old. Well, yeah, he's basically a child. But he does too much adult shit to be a child. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not, not going to dissect uh, Bubba Sawyer for you. <laughs> but I, I mean, the And things- Nubbins is just too much for me to yeah, handle. he's... he's- what do you expect? You know, I expect I mean? better. Okay, you expect <laughs> out of my cannibalistic hillbillies, <laughs> right. I expect better. You fucking cannibal snob, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. What are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, buddy. What do you got, big guy? <laughs> uh, bullet train. Oh yeah, how was that? Trainers. Oh man, that was awesome. Nice. Yeah, I. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I totally recommend it. Aaron Taylor Johnson is like one of my new favorite actors Aaron action Taylor? right Jax. yeah like it it's like, action comedy actually is it, it looked yeah. like there might be like a sci-fi element in there was uh, there uh not so not much really? uh, okay. well maybe but no it's it's just a lot of action and then it's got like the perfect amount of comedy in cool it. very cool yeah loved it right on yep that's it that's it that after all of these t- all this time that's all you saw so <laughs> maybe i don't know since you've been gone the what are you looking at segment really is a let's listen to darian and jason argue. So, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it's devolved into buddy and you now get to be the referee 
<laughs> bing, All right. Bing, bing. How about some immersion therapy then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> immersion therapy. So before we talk about Allegoria from 2022, directed by Spider One, uh, I would like to ask you, Jason Harrell. Yes. You saw, you saw it, I assume? I did. Is it an anthology? Uh, I thought it tried to be. Okay. I, I didn't think it really succeeded at it. That being said, would you consider Pulp Fiction an anthology? Ooh. Mm. Um, yeah, basically. Okay, fair enough. I mean, they're they're all side stories with a wraparound, right? My, I guess, think further delving into the the conversation that we had last week. Yeah. I think my definition of an anthology would be start stop to each story, wraparound, sure, but like in this case, they flow and they kind of Tarantino into and out of each other, which I really dug. Uh, we did, buddy. Did you get to watch? Eleanor? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think I was going to like this movie. Yeah, but I was actually surprised uh, by this film. By the end, I was sold. Yes. Once we got the end, which actually is the beginning, I think, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I. Because I think that's kind of how I how I took it. Like her playing the notes kind of started the whole shit. Started the whole thing, and then she went off to acting class. Right. Yes, and then that from there. All the whole shit. And the boyfriend-girlfriend right. talk on the phone and yes. all that weird stuff with the yes. other segment. Yeah. Uh, I really dug it, man. I went into it. Mm-hmm. But did any of the other stories tie into that? Yes, they all yeah, did. They all did, yeah. So so you got... So like the, the one dude who's writing a story and then you got the, the big guy that's like killing him and his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you notice what the painting? What the was the tie-in there? Did you notice the painting on the wall behind him? Nope. It was the the painting that the dude that the other guy painted. Was painting, yeah. okay. Um, the chick that was on the the Tinder date or whatever. Yeah, she introduces herself. Oh, huh. What about the um, the writer? That's the one that he just mentioned. The one that was writing the screenplay. Yeah, yeah. The painting on the wall behind him was the one that the that the painting segment yeah. had painted. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's really the only tie-in there that I'm... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, The dude and the chick on the Tinder date uh, went back to his place, and they were talking about the movie, and they're like, oh, the killer's a whistler. That's kind of dumb, isn't it? Which was the script that that guy was working on. Hmm, Okay. But on top of that, she introduces herself as Ivy, I think, if I remember right. That was Scout Taylor Compton. And uh, he's like, oh, Ivy, you're so pretty and all that. Then we cut to the end where um, the acting class chick is about to make the phone call to the painter dude. And she mentions to the Asian rock star chick that, oh, he's just getting out of a bad relationship. His ex, Ivy, was a real psycho. She went to prison and everything. Mm. There's oh, a yeah, yeah. There. That's right. Hmm. And if you... I. You may need to watch it a couple of times to get all the weird spaghetti that goes through and in and around. So to me, it, it almost sounds like the it almost sounds like the tie-ins uh, are stronger than the segments themselves. There's some weak ones in there. Yeah, because there's like two that are real, like the one where the guy's writing the screen the screenplay, very weak. That was yeah. and the painting one, way too drawn out for the yeah. payoff. 
and that guy was a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he that, was. That's, that was my big misgiving with that one. But where I really failed to connect with the movie is, like I was saying, the audio is terrible. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, even in like IMDb reviews and stuff, yeah. another guy was, he's like, where the fuck are my grandma's hearing aids? Because I can't hear any of the words, but all of the surrounding audio is insanely loud. And that's the way it, it played on my hmm. my home. Did setup. you have that problem? No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it's it, everybody's kind of audio setup is a little bit different. Right. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that center channel where the vocals kind of come out, it just doesn't come out you got to kind of kind of give it a, an uptick yeah. i watched it just on like that pad <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's basically taking all of those audio channels and smushing them all through you know yeah. one or two speakers, speakers. Yeah. uh so you don't you end up not having that problem right. but like on that blu-ray that you were talking about yeah uh there are some movies where you have to raise like the center channel to get the the vocals across mm-hmm. and that's this one was re- I tried to watch it at first, like either at night or early morning, mm-hmm. and I just had to stop it because everybody else in the house was asleep. And for it me to hear them up. talking, I had to oh, turn yeah. it up. But mm-hmm. then shit would just boom. Yeah, yeah. I got that home theater hmm. system, so I didn't have any problems at all. I dug hmm. it, man. I thought it was a good show. Maybe yeah. uh, I'll probably pick it up when it comes out on Blu-ray, and then maybe then it'll sound better. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, if I, if I raise the... Like I said, if I just raise a center channel when I watch it, fuck around um, the settings. But yeah, I may pick it up if they put it out on Blu-ray. I might pick it up and then I'll give it another shot. Sure, because it it does at least uh, now that I've got more connecting points to the segments, it sounds much better than I than it, I took it. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a rewatch would probably really snap everything into focus. because the only connecting point I had was the chick at the end being the chick at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and that felt too loose for me. But with those other little kind of breadcrumbs through the other segments, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot better. And did you notice, did you pick up on the phone call that she made at the end? No. Right. So the painter, when he's he gets a phone call from his girlfriend saying she got into that acting class and he's a real dick to her on the phone. He's talking yeah. to her. He's talking to her. You get to see her make that phone call okay. in the end segment. That kind of, there's another tie-in for you. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of, I think that like... That's where it starts, actually. Because I think then we, so. Yeah. Then we get that dipshit uh, bass guitarist talking about, I found the, the chords to invoke evil, and you got to play yeah. these notes. And right. Then, all right. Well, anyway, I dug it. It's worth a watch. It's uh, streaming on Shutter right now. In well, Vegas. Spider One was certainly receptive to your positive uh, Spider review. Spider One liked my review. Mm-hmm. Mr. Power Man 5000 himself, baby. <laughs> all right. We're going to be hanging out. <laughs> I, did, I, I did feel feel like certain aspects of uh I, in particular the the screenwriter segment yeah that one felt very rob zombie to me because it it, it had that chaos sure and you know rob zombie tends to rely heavily on chaos in some of his movies like uh like halloween yeah how fucking chaotic his household is oh yeah um he just goes even in like 31 like oh, there's yeah. just so he really good. loves chaos. Yeah. And uh, so that segment was very off-putting to me. And I have a problem with chaos, if, if you can't tell. You? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's Dan Nubbins and his chaos. Who's talking like that? I don't get it. All right, inmates, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be The Feast from 2021. This bad guy is streaming on Hulu. It stars Anne Elwee and Nia Roberts. It's directed by Lee Haven Jones. 
Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same in Compare Notes next week. First, it's time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a overweight, somewhat swarthy individual in 1980s New York. I have an obsession with mannequins and uh, scalping young sex workers and stapling their scalps onto mannequins. I think I have a problem with my mom, really. And I blew the head off of Tom Savini in the back of a car once. Uh, I am, of course, Maniac from uh, Joe Spinell played uh, the Maniac. Hmm. He played that pretty good. Have you guys seen that? That's speaking of remakes. I don't even know if you'd call. Have you guys seen the Maniac remake with Elijah Wood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you even call that a remake. It's such a different movie all the way around, like with the POV stuff. Hmm. Great show, if you've seen it. Directed by Alexandra Aja. Alexandra Aja. French guy? <laughs> Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a kid in the post apocalyptic world. Uh, I was living all alone in my underground bunker, but then this weird female teenage cyber android just attached herself to me. I was pretty lonely up to that point. She's kind of cute, so I'm going to let her hang. We got to take down the guys that are running this show and get our water back and uh, come find out they're the ones that killed my parents, too. I'm going to hop on my bike, get myself a power suit, and start blowing some heads off. Who might I be, inmates? Tune in next week, and I will clue you in. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Thank you very much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Paddedroom.podbean.com is where you'll find the link to that. $5 donation gets you a Padded Room travel mug, a Padded Room t-shirt, as much hardcore pornography as I can shove into a box, and control of the month of November, I think, is the next one that's open. So, hit that and uh, let us know what you want us to do. Other than that, I think that's it. Right, guys? Anything else? That's all I got. No, that's it. For Jason Harrell, Buddy, Monica and Absentia, uh, predators that come and uh, fuck around on the Great Plains of 1719 Northern America, um, vampires that I think she was a vampire or possessed by a demon or something like that, that are taking acting classes. Um... <laughs> What I, demon vampire? Maybe I don't know. It looked vampiric at the end, but in the beginning, it looked demonic. More corpse-like, really. Now yeah. that I think about it, uh, weird Tarantino-style horror films and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid. Oh, join us next week for the Devil's Candy here in the Padded Room. Uh, finishing up Buddy Month, or actually, we got two weeks left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> I was like, we got to go. Well, we got to go here, Buddy uh, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Peace out. Have a great week.
addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around.